Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch, AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au. Sports Central. US Sport. Great to have in two fine men who normally join me on the phone more often than not, but they do come into the studio. Uh, they do a great podcast, part of SCN America, which is a big part of scn.com.au. James Arthur and Richie Garraway. And basically, I'm going to hand over the reins to the boys for the next uh, half hour or so to take you through lots of uh, US sport. Good to see you, gents. Thanks, Thanks Brett. Us. And uh, you're going to start off, I think, talking about a very big game because it's rare that we have sort of a, a Saturday night NFL game, of course, beaming into us on a, a Sunday, which has just been completed a short time ago. And, of course, plenty of news on the NFL uh, for the next half hour or so. Absolutely. It's a little uh, little treat we get from the NFL late in the year. Usually once the college football ends, we start to get that one uh, Saturday US time, Sunday middle of the day time hours. And this week it was the... New York Jets getting over the Dallas Cowboys to the tune of 1916. James, your Cowboys went down again. The season's officially over now, surely. It is absolutely officially over, Rich. Uh, there's a few good features. Macassell finally got benched, which I know everyone <laughs> watching that game enjoyed because it was terrible. Des Bryant hadn't had a catch at that point. Once Matt Cassell got benched, he had four for 50 yards and a touchdown, basically in the second half. Callan Moore, young guy, first time he's ever played in an NFL game, looked shaky. Really, once he settled, he has a good arm, missed some throws on just continuity. He just, he just didn't put it in the right area. Uh, threw three interceptions. However, one of them was just before the half when he was throwing up a Hail Mary, and one was at the end of the game throwing up a Hail Mary. So really, when you look at the game as a whole, he, he played okay. He's probably going to start the rest of the season and fight for a backup job next year. Biggest thing with the Cowboys at this point now, losing Romo all those weeks ago, came back for one game and did his shoulder again. I think the one thing we've all learned from the NFL this year is the backups in the league are just no good. Yep, they're they're really not. not. They're not up to standard. As soon as your QB goes down, uh, we were talking about this during the week, the, the old-fashioned Jeff Garcia could come yeah. in for you. Those Bruce days Gronkowski. are long gone. Yeah, those days are long gone. It, now, when you see your QB go down, that's pretty much it. And this is almost, the players have done this to themselves. You used to be able to sign a backup QB at a decent price. But you can't do it anymore because of the rookie wage scales, yep. the increasing in price the older you get, so the vet minimums are much higher than they used to be. So now clubs are saying, well, we'll just sign this rookie or this one-year, two-year guy, keep them as the backup, and they don't have that NFL experience. So when they're thrown to the wolves halfway through a game or on four days of prep, they're just not up to it. Exactly, and, and a lot of people who don't realise receivers and quarterbacks in the NFL take a lot of time to get on the same page. A lot of the routes they run are called option routes where they might have three different options of how they're going to break off a route, break off the stem of a route, and the quarterback and the receiver have to be on the exact same page to make that successful. Look, it's enough for the Cowboys. Let's move on to the Jets. Pretty impressive win. They they It was an ugly game. The defense didn't play that well. McFadden ran all over them. Cowboys O-line really dominated, and they didn't run the ball well at all. However, Fitzpatrick still managed to get the job done when it counted. He had a 43-yard completion to Kemble Tompkins to set up the field goal. Brandon Marshall played a pretty good game. Eric Decker survived what looked like a really horrific injury. Um, he, he, he looked like he was in a world of It looked like his knee popped out, but yep. it, it didn't. He came back and made some really clutch catches, including a touchdown. And they're now 9-5, and five, and they'll finish this week. No matter what the Steelers do, they will still be the sixth seed, which is huge for them. Well, obviously, it puts me in the playoff mix, being yeah. being the sixth seed. For those who are new to the game, um, 
you don't want to be the seventh seed because you're not going. You're not going to the playoffs if you're there. You certainly don't. We've talked about the Jets recently on the podcast. One of the things we've really talked about is they've got good players Everywhere. all over the place. Yep. You know, someone like Brandon Marshall, he's now one short of the single season Jets reception record. He's tied. Yeah, he's, he's tied. He's now tied for it. One more, he'll he'll take it. Yep. Um, he's played sensation. See, he's got a touchdown in ten different games this season. That he's leads the NFL. Eight hundred yard games as well. Yeah, he's playing so well. Decker, who last year a lot of people might have talked about, wasn't a great signing. He didn't have a great year last year, but he's playing outstanding this year. We discussed it during the week. That contract he's on now about eight or nine million dollars no, a year. A bargain. That's a bargain for yep. a player of his of his standard. If they can get a couple of more pieces on the O line in the draft, which I'm sure they'll be able to do. This team is really setting up. They need a quarterback. Geno obviously hasn't worked out. Well, you know it's rough when you have your jaw broken by a teammate in the locker back. room and you can't get your job back after six weeks to Fitzpatrick. You sat out to the Amish rifle who, <laughs> let's face it, is well, he is probably one of the few backups in the league who can come in and sort of get it done. I mean, what do you have today? About 300, a TD and a pick. Yeah. Um, and not he, a, he not had a s- great game, but not a terrible return either. Not at all. And he, he said what he would... A great way to describe him is he, he is what he is. He's going to make mistakes. He won't win you a game, but he certainly won't cost you a game either. And that's what a good backup needs to be. And, you know, just touching on the... That's what the Cowboys don't have. They have had a great defense this year. They've lost six games by seven points or less. You have a quarterback that can get you a couple of those wins, the season looks a whole lot different. So and that's something he say, does. And you could say the exact same for the Ravens. Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you look at that, they had some injuries this year and they've lost so many of their games by less than one touchdown and it makes all the difference because you're not getting, even if you get half of them, you got a shot at the playoffs, but they're missing all of them and all of a sudden you find yourself down the bottom of the standings. Well, that's the difference between the Ravens and a team like Atlanta. Atlanta won those close games. Early. Early. Fooled us all. They've, they've fallen <laughs> apart now. But every, yeah, everyone thought they were a, a playoff contender and really they're not now because the close games, they're not winning anymore. No. So it can be a real mirage. And look, we spoke about the Jets and how they've now got that six seed. The um, AFC wildcard race is it. exciting. It's wide open. What I'll, what I'll do quickly is, is we'll run through the standings as they are yep. with two weeks in the regular season to go. So the New England Patriots out in front, 11-2. and two. Clinch the division. They've clinched their division. So their spot's secured, but home field advantage throughout is up for grabs. You've got Cincinnati behind them at 10-3, and three, tied with the Denver Broncos also at 10-3. and three. You've then got the Colts who lead that Awful, awful AFC Crummy. South division at six and seven. The Kansas City uh, Chiefs are the top wild card. They're eight, sorry, eight, eight and five. five yep. And the Jets, who've just improved uh, to nine and five. The Steelers are on the outside looking in right now. They're eight and five as well, but they don't have a, a lot of tiebreakers going their way. And they've got a tough schedule. And they've got a really tough schedule. And while we're talking about it, let's start with them. Denver is going to the Steelers this week. So it's Brock Osweiler heading into Pittsburgh. How do you see this playing out? I, I've, I've, been, I've thought about this game a lot, and I think Steelers are just going to be too, too good for them. Offensively, they are scoring at a rapid rate. They without their be, best player. Without their best, the running back, probably the best running back in the league. The, Antonio Brown is uncoverable. No one can stop him. He can do it all. He, he's, he's returning punts. He's returning kicks. He's a superstar. Yeah. and. You put that into perspective, Denver is... They're not the number one defense in yardage. The Jets have got that. But they're right up there. And I think they're the best defense in the NFL, whether the stats say that or not. 
They have good corners in Tlaib and, and, and Rodgers. I just don't know whether they can stop them, and I don't know whether Brock Osweiler can score enough to get them the win. I think Pittsburgh will score a minimum of 20 points, and I don't know if Denver offense can score that. One of the things that's kind of slid under the radar that a lot of people haven't noticed is Brock Osweiler is taking just as many sacks as Peyton Manning did. He's going he's going out all the time. He, he's taking sacks, he's taking hits, he's getting hurried. The O-line has not been great all they're year. They're injured as well. Exactly. Yep. They're, they're beaten up. I'm, I'm with you. I, f- I feel the Steelers can put up 28 with their eyes shut. Like exactly. Roethlisberger, throw a deep four times. You connect on two. There's two of your touchdowns. Well, Martavius Bryant has been... Like, that Pittsburgh receiving core is the best receiving core in the NFL. Without question. Since coming back from that suspension, he's, he's four games short. So his body will be fresher. He'll be feeling fitter than most other people. I mean, look... He got suspended for the wrong reasons, but it's only a four-gamer, so he's back. Yep. They look fantastic. Now, my concern for them, and I'm sure it is yours as well, they're on the outside looking in because of losses earlier in the year. I can't see the Chiefs losing another game. No, they're running through They're playing the Ravens this week. So they've got – they're at the Ravens this week. They are going to torch them. The Ravens are a terrible, terrible football team. I I just can't see them losing another game, and – the Jets winning. I thought the Jets were going to lose today. I thought they'd drop this game today. It's the kind of thing the Jets do. They short, rallied. Short week. Yep. Travel. They rallied and they got the game. That could be a huge, you know, hump for them getting over that. I just what concerns me is Pittsburgh will probably lose one of their games and the other two won't. And that's the tough thing. And and that's just football. That the Pittsburgh could finish with ten wins and not make the playoffs. And that happens most years. That'll happen. There's usually one team. Yeah, but mind you, you've got the Colts who'll make it on eight wins. So (laughs) it's just the way it's set up, and people can complain about it. I I hope Pittsburgh get in because I think they are a much better team than the Jets. And that's not saying the Jets aren't a good team. I just think Pittsburgh are a really, really good team that got hurt early, won by losing their running back, and they missed Roethlisberger for three or four games as well. Yeah, he missed a bunch early. They were lucky they won a couple of them with their backup quarterback. So that's kind of where where I stand with it. Let's move on to the AFC South. This is what I want to discuss. Huge game, Texans at Colts. You're going to have, what's his nickname you love, the quarterback from the Colts? Clipboard Jesus. Clipboard Jesus going up against... TJ Yates, because Brian Hoyer will not get up from a concussion protocol. It's it's the double backup game. It, it, it's, no, it's the third string versus, versus the backup. The backup. <laughs> this is a terrible division. I just want to see Houston come in and win this game 12-0 or, or something along the lines of that where JJ Watt and Clowney, who really got going last week, all this bus talk about Clowney, yeah. hold he, the phone. Yeah, You're exactly. in, he is looking great. He's he's quick. He's strong. He he's looks outstanding. Massive. He's, I would not want to meet him in broad daylight. Could in you the street, could you imagine him? You, you come off the edge as a running back and you see him coming full speed at you, a six foot five, and he runs a you know a six a five second 40, four, four, eight, 40. He's unbelievable athlete. He'd kill you. And then you've got JJ Watt on the other side who no one wants to run at or pass well, near. He, he'll be the defense MVP again. Yeah, for sure. He, yeah. he has to be. So this is that's what I want to see. I don't think the Colts are a good football team at all. However, Houston have the pieces to rattle rattle cages if they can make the uh if they can make the playoffs. That's what I think. Absolutely. And the one other game in the AFC worth looking at is the Falcons go to the Jags. Now the Falcons have been horrible. There is no other word for it. They started well, fooled everybody. They're just when apart. we were considering buying in, 
They completely fell apart. But the Jags, we use our favourite word for describing a team, they are all kinds of frisky, Yep, and they're going to get the win this week. And they're great fun to watch. Alan Robinson is a great young receiver. Bortles, they've drafted so well the last couple of years. I, We are both hoping they can squeeze in and, and win that division on at 8-8 eight and eight or, or something along the lines of that. But who knows? And as I said, just like Pittsburgh, they're on the outside looking in. But here... They, the boys are looking at the round to come, of course, and reflecting back on uh, last night. Boys are doing a beautiful job. I'm just going to uh, kick back and uh, enjoy the conversation. Cheers, Brett. We're going to jump all the way back to Thursday night where the St. Louis Rams, 31, got over my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 23, in one of the colour rush games where the uniforms were pretty awful. They were terrible. I actually, I was watching this game with my dad, of all people, and he said, look at these outfits. And I said, outfits. first of all, first of all, Roscoe, they're uniforms. Let's start with that. And I said, they're okay. They're a bit of fun. And then I really looked at them and watched the game and thought, this is a colorblind person's worst nightmare. It was awful. They looked so bad. terrible. Uh, look, I the like Rams, the color rush idea. Don't get me wrong. Some of them have been really cool. The but Cowboys jerseys wrong. were awesome. They're all white. Some of them have been great. But yeah, and the Tampa Bays weren't that bad. It was the oh, yes, all yellow of... They looked like a bunch of urine streams running around. <laughs> they were terrible. So... The game was pretty average. We can agree. You are a Bucks fan, Rich. What was your take on Winston? I thought he had a pretty good night. Look, he he flung it all over the place. He finished up with well over three fifty yards, a couple of touchdowns, and a pick. He pick wasn't his fault. No, either. It not was a, at all. It was, a, it was a tipped ball. But he's coming along. Yep. I think all you can hope for, and we talked about this really early in the year with rookie quarterbacks, play sixteen games. You've had a win, and, and he will. He, he will, will play sixteen games, Mario and he's looks really good as well. And it's going to be out of them for rookie of the year for sure. I would think so. What what the the big question during the week over all the NFL websites and whatnot were: Who would you prefer to build around in this game? Would you prefer Todd Gurley and Aaron Donald? Who whoever doesn't know who Aaron Donald is, he is one of the most demonstrative defensive linemen in the NFL, only in his second season. He's yeah. he's unstoppable. He, he could be anything. Or Jameis Winston and the Muscle Hamster. Dougie Martin. Who, who, who would you prefer? Uh, look, I'm going to take... Um, sure, you take the quarterback. Yeah, I'm going to take the quarterback because they are so hard to find. We were just talking in the last segment about how many ordinary backup quarterbacks yep. are going around to the point where, you know, as I said... There's a few the podcast, ordinary starting quarterbacks as well. Very, very true. Like when AJ McCarron came in last week for Andy Dalton, I was like, oh, I had no idea he was the backup. And this yep. is a guy who won national titles at Alabama. We just don't pay attention these backup quarterbacks, because most of the time, they can't get it done. So if I've got a shot at a first pick overall, Martin, look, he's having a, a zombie season. He's back from the dead. He's His had a rookie couple of, season was outstanding, and, and then, then his he, second and third were injury-riddled. But still, he wasn't performing. He didn't start the season's injured. No. But he's now leading the league in rushing. He's had an extra game. He's an extra most game, people, but, he's, but he's still him right and Peterson up there. are right. He's on 1,305 yards, and Peterson's on 1,251. Obviously, game behind. The next closest is Todd Gurley on 1,023. So they're they're 250 yards in front and a game. And Todd Gurley's just played as well. Yep. Remember, so it's out of those two for the title. Well, while you're talking about Gurley, rookie running back goes over a thousand yards. He's only the third. Rookie Rams history to do that. Behind Jerome Bettis and Eric Dickerson. A couple of good Hall of Fame names. Falk, I think. No, Eric Dickerson. Uh, was Dickerson? 100%. Yeah. Look, and they're two pretty handy running backs. I mean, oh, that's absolutely. two Hall of Famers right there. So, and that doesn't, but I will say this, when we're, and we're talking about building. Do you remember Trent Richardson a couple of years ago having a rookie season where he had 1,000-odd yards? And got traded all around the league. Yeah, and, and now he's, now he's out of actually it. not playing football two seasons later. So... 
I think Gurley is a much better player than than Richardson was. Don't get me wrong, but stats can be deceiving, and Rams fans don't think that he's the next Eric Dickerson yet. Give him a couple more years because you just never know with the running back what's going to happen. He has had come off some pretty serious knee issues, so they need to find. While well, we're talking about the Rams, they need to find a quarterback because they're about to move. They're going to LA. I, I think. The moment this season ends... Did you hear all the fans chanting, we want our Rams and, well, and all that Well, they can chant whatever they like, but unlike AFL teams and rugby teams where the fans really own the club, in the NFL, one big billionaire owns it, and that's it. If he feels like he wants to pick it up and take yep. it somewhere else, he's going to get a better stadium deal somewhere else. Except for the except for the Green Bay Packers, who are a publicly owned oh, company. That's the only one. They're not going anywhere. And they are the exception, not not the rule. The Rams have gone. Anyone who knows a little bit about the NFL, the Rams have been in LA before. They're going to get a brand new stadium. They'll host the Super Bowl the second it's built. They're gone for mine. And what about the Chargers? Do you think they're not going to get that move? I don't know. The Chargers stadium... Do you have two teams in LA? Uh, well, they th- deep down, I reckon the NFL want two in New York, two in LA. Yeah. I would think that the Chargers should move. Because Qualcomm Stadium it's is a dump. A dump. Yep. I've been there a couple of times, and it's just getting worse with age. It is old. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's a concrete jungle. It has no facilities. It's an old converted – oh, sorry, not converted. Those stadiums that could host baseball and oh, football. Like, like so Oakland. Half, They're half terrible. the seats are bad, and they aim yeah. in the wrong direction. Yeah, I think they need stadiums. to. I think they need to move too. Let's move on to the the NFC playoff picture. I'll run through the standings. So we'll start. We've got Carolina Panthers have clinched the division. They're thirteen and zero. We've got Arizona at the second seed at the moment. They're eleven and two, and who we both think are probably the best team yep. in the NFL, most complete, definitely. You've got the Packers in the third seed at nine and four. Uh, Washington in the fourth seed from that terrible NFC East at six and seven, and then Seattle a really looking good as the first wild card who will get to play the winner of the NFC East, which is huge. And then Minnesota have all but locked up that sixth seed. Atlanta are two games behind at the moment. They cannot catch Minnesota, in my opinion. Not with the way they're playing. I don't think Minnesota... Minnesota could not win another game and still win that that wild card. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see Atlanta any way how Atlanta would catch them. So the big games this week, the NFC East games, we've got the Panthers at Giants... Bills at Redskins and Cardinals at Eagles. All home games for that division, which is huge. I think the Panthers, they're obviously undefeated at the moment. They don't have a lot to play for. Can they beat the Giants? Sorry, can the Giants knock them off? Can they? The simple answer is yes, of course they can. Will they? Yeah, that's probably a better question. If there's one thing the Giants do well, it's ruin undefeated seasons. (laughs) Just ask any Patriots fan. You look at the teams. There's nothing in my head that tells me the Giants should win that game. But everything is telling me they will. Yeah, it, it's, it's one a of those. Feeling. Yeah, it's one of those silly, weird feelings you get that the Giants have every opportunity to have the Panthers coming to town, where they're not really, not quite up for it. Look, they can still sew up home field throughout. Yep. That's still up for grabs. It's about the only thing left for them to play for. Um, maybe Cam Newton really wants that MVP. For mine, he's probably third right now. I'm sure he really wants it, Rich. If he he's plays, all about himself. If that he guy. plays a bit, if he plays his guts out. I think he's got a chance to... Well, if they go 16 and 0, he's going to win it. Yes. So for mine, they're going to go after it. That'll be their motivation. I think if you can go after 16 and 0, you should. 100%. You should never... There's all these questions about if they're 15 and 0 and they've clinched everything, should they rest players? Yeah, lay down for the Bucks. Absolutely in week 16, no, no way. You win. You go 16 and 0 because that just doesn't... That's what's happened twice in NFL history. So that's something you have to do. The Redskins have got a really tough game against the Bills. 
I don't know if they can beat the Bills, but they're both so inconsistent. You just don't know what's going to happen. Thankfully, it's at home. The Redskins have been awful on the road Much for about at home. four years. They've been really, really bad. Yep. I would think yeah, it's not a long road trip for the Bills by any stretch of the imagination, but it is an AFC team coming to an NFC team. They don't play very often. They play once no. every four years. Um, as much as Shady McCoy's been playing well, Tyra Taylor's been playing well, that defense Watkins has been okay. Good. Watkins has been a revelation this year compared to his rookie season. Because they're throwing it to him. Yeah, giving him a chance. Go figure. You want your rookie, you want your gun receiver to be good, you have to throw the ball to him. Who would have thought that? Yeah, what a shock. I really think that Washington will hang on and get the win there. I don't think it'll be high scoring. And if they do get that win, that just about wraps it up. I can't see the Eagles beating the Cardinals. No, not at all. And the Eagles have played better lately, but I, I cannot see them uh, beating the Cardinals. The Cardinals, we think the Cardinals are the best team in yeah, the NFL. Yeah. Bruce well, they're Ari- the most complete team in the NFL. They've Agreed. got no weakness. Bruce Arians is, I think he's the best coach in the league. I think he should right be coach now. of the year again. Him and Belichick. I think Ron Rivera will get it due to his record, but I think, I think that. The Cardinal, I think Bruce Arians is a better coach than anyone. Him and Bill Belichick. So. Yeah. Well, I think he and Belichick do more with less than anybody in the league. Absolutely. I, like, I'm, I'm all in on Arizona this year. And as we said at the very, very start. Remember of- our first podcast when we were yep. talking about the odds and I said, get on Arizona Cardinals at $30 and you laughed at me? I did. They I are would- a good football team. Yeah. And look, I wish we'd picked them for the division because they yep. are so much better rounded. Yeah. They're. Defense, the defense is really good. Their offense can do anything. A healthy Carson Palmer has made all the difference. He, he's up there for MVP I contention as well. I think he's second it's, it's, to it's Brady him, right him, now. Him, Brady, and Newton are the, th- the big three. Let's quickly discuss the NFC North. You've got the Packers going into Oakland to play the Raiders. Who The Raiders are pretty frisky at home. They have a good quarterback, great great receiving core. Their offense is, is all around pretty good. And then you have the Bear, Bears at the Vikings. The Vikings are a game behind Green Bay at the moment. Can you see... I can see the Vikings losing to the Bears. I can see the Packers losing at, losing at Raiders. As silly as that sounds, it's not a fun road trip. Anyone who thinks the west. Packers played well last week against the Cowboys, if the Cowboys had had... A dom- their offense had been anywhere as good as it has been in years past, they would have won that game. The Packers are not fixed. They scored late to win that game. Eddie Lacey basically wore down a crummy defense. I hope he's been on a diet. Because oh. in the middle of the year, he, loves <laughs> he blew cream. out. He, was, he loves cream cakes. He was tubby ass. He's a big boy. He's a big man. This, oh, he's a unit. And you don't have to tackle him. But when he's carrying that extra weight, he loses that shiftiness that he had in the little hole. little step. little Jerome Bettis feet, I yep. like to call it. Whereas him. now he just kind of gets the hole and just pushes into the back of it. That's not going to get it done in the NFL. It would not shock me to see both those NFC team, yeah. NFC North teams go down this week. What, what scares me with the Vikings, and I've been saying this all year, is, is Teddy Bridgewater. He is not... He's an okay player and a really good young prospect, but you look at Derek Carr, Blake Bortles, how they're developing. I think he's behind both of those He guys. is well behind both of them. And this is a guy who was a first-round pick. I, I would even... I'd take Johnny Manziel over... over <laughs> wow. I, I really would. I would take his. He's upside. played like three games, but I been think suspended. from what I've seen from Bridgewater, and I keep wanting to call him Teddy Throwsavelt, and I've got to stop. But what I've seen from Bridgewater is that he has. I think he's met his ceiling. His ceiling is so low. He's got not a lot to offer. His arms not fantastic, hence why he wears gloves because he's got those little hands. Land. I just he's 
an okay athlete, but not athletic enough to run an option sort of system. I just I think his ceiling is going to be very low. I think Johnny Manziel he might not have as good a career, but he could have a really really good career compared to Bridgewater. And I'd take that risk. I know which one I'd rather watch. If there's, if there's the two games on, I'm turning the channel to Johnny. If you haven't realized, we're huge fans of Johnny football. We'll quickly touch the last section, the wild card game, the wild card segment. We've got the Jaguars are basically out of that. Uh, I don't know why they're even in this. Atlanta are basically out of that, sorry, who say. are playing the Jaguars. And then you've got Bears at Vikings. Vikings, obviously, got that sixth seed. And Seahawks got the fifth. I don't think there's going to be much change there. Seahawks are going to destroy the Browns at home. Yeah, as much as we just talked about Johnny Manziel and how much fun it'll be to watch, they are He's now, got some fun games to test in the season. It's about a 16-point line now yeah. to the Seahawks. I don't see... Look, I'd love to see the Browns go in there and beat them because I don't like the Seahawks very much, but I just cannot see that happening. Seahawks no are going to win, going to get the fifth seed, play the winner of the NFC East division, go, go in, to, go destroy them, and possibly play Carolina. If Carol, if I'm Carolina, I don't want to finish number one seed. I don't want to play them in the playoffs. No, I think the the Seahawks have really got it going, and it, and it's mainly thanks to Russell Wilson. His play from the pocket, which is a huge thing for him in the last handful of weeks, has been exceptional. He's dropping back, he's going through his reads, and he's getting the ball out. He gets it out on time. He finds the open receiver. I think early in his career, he would have got through maybe two progressions. He's like, I'm out of here because he's got good legs. He can run, but... It's becoming a compliment now, not a necessity. Absolutely. So he scrambles occasionally to get a big first down, but... Yeah, Seahawks are going to win, and, and they're going to win easy. And they're also probably going to get a, a little a little known player of Marshall and Lynch back in the next couple of weeks. So if he comes back healthy, they're really cooking. Yeah, I think you can lock him into the wild wild card spot. 